Hey. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to uh, Humor, Grief, and Grace with Jill and I. Uh, how y'all doing after, uh, I hope you're not hungover. That's my first concern. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. <laughs> All the hydrate. All the hydrates, please hydrate. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my liver doesn't let me drink. And um, it says, hey, you better not even have that. So I, I read somewhere that having, uh, I can't eat the peas, the black-eyed peas. Did you have black-eyed peas? We're having them this morning. Oh, hey, Mark. Hi there. I'm glad you're there. Did you hydrate last night and this morning? Nope. <laughs> I love this guy. He's his uh, camp buddy, and we've been. He's just such a good man. I can't. I can't praise him enough. Sensitive and wonderful, and. Uh, yeah, I had pork because I heard. Oh. See, he knows alcohol will shut down my shields and he tries to stay open for all his clients nice. and his friends and his people around him. Um, so you had pork last night? I, I, well, I, I said, let's get barbecue. I'll have ribs. Daryl said, I'll have brisket. He really likes their brisket. And I love ribs. I'm a pork eating Jew. What can I say? You know, I know lots of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You we know, had, we had a good old pizza, but uh, we're, we we have black eyed peas we made last night. So we're going to have those today with um, cornbread um, uh, biscuits floating in them. And then oh. I'm going to make some split pea soup this afternoon. Very nice. So you've like hit those things. Like, the reason why pork is supposed to be good because a pig roots forward, and for our listening audiences, it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I wanted to bring up, because one, I have a huge crush on Anderson Cooper. I totally admit it. CNN, um, I, I like to fall asleep to the sound of his voice. And Andy Cohn is, him and Andy Cohn were the, did you watch last night? They do the. We watched it the whole time. And I loved his thing he did about losing his dad. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it came right about when him and Stephen Colbert were talking. Because I think Anderson Cooper, my opinion, sort of really looks connects with the losses that Stephen Colbert, yes, Anderson is hot. And, for and some, his baby's cute. Oh, oh my God, baby, I love his baby. So he connects with the loss that uh, Stephen Colbert had. I don't know if you know that story, Stephen Colbert's father was a airline, like a, not an airline pilot, but a pilot. And I think him and uh, Stephen Colbert's brother died in a plane crash when Stephen was 10. I had no and idea. 
and they talked about it one time. I'll try to find the interview because they expressed grief and they get it because they process some and they're still processing some. So maybe you could tell the least listening audience what uh, Anderson Cooper said last night about losing his dad and how New Year's Eve makes him feel. Do you remember? I do, actually. And I was sober at the time. <laughs> we had a little champagne, not a lot. Um, but what he talked about was how his dad was dying when he was about 10 um, at New Year's. And he mm -hmm. was at the hospital and he was terrified. That was mm -hmm. the word he used because he didn't know what the New Year was going to hold. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to everybody who was in the middle of losing people mm -hmm. um, last night and people who've lost people this last year and and really tried to connect with them and say, you know, we get it. And I remember what that was like. And and it is really hard to be grieving at the new year and to not sh be sure about what's coming because you maybe weren't even expecting this to be happening. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. And I, I know, I think what triggered it was when Stephen Colbert came on and they started talking and just the way, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but it was like the way Anderson was saying, what can you say to people who are grieving right now? And mm -hmm. he was like looking and listening and it was just I, I love that they did that on national TV because we forget to, what's the word, uh, to think about those people. And right after he said that, I actually went online and picked a, a photograph of shadows so that I could, yeah. Yeah, the week I the week between Christmas and New Year's, when I'm working with grief clients or people who aren't identified grief clients, but have clearly ever, all of us have had losses. You know, I try to help them mitigate watching too many of the shows that are about all the important people who died because really who's important is that it was your brother or your sister or your mom or your spouse, or your child or your oodle. That's who you want. That's who your screen is about loss for that year. And there's a there's a sense of, of fear and sometimes dread and terror and obligation all mixed up that comes from people saying, oh, well, it's a new year. That's in the past. And first, grieving people don't want to feel like they've left their loved ones behind in the last year. As much as we didn't enjoy 2020, most of us in many ways, those of us who lost people in that year those people still come with us. It's not like, okay, we closed the door. It's midnight in one minute. And now that's not there anymore. And they're not here anymore. And we don't need to talk about that loss anymore. And their, their lives are not less important than, um, you know, the tragedy on the mountain with the helicopter for the entire Lakers family with Kobe Bryant. And mm -hmm. they're not less important than anybody else. Mm -hmm. right. my, my neighbor whose husband died in July she wrote I can't imagine this year without my husband mm -hmm. and no you can't all you can do is 
go through it every single day. You, you, the imagining, like Anderson Cooper, I think he was eight or eight or something like that. And he said he laid on the floor next to his dad's bed. His dad died five days later. Right. It was a heart attack. And he, and like you said, he was terrified. And looking at him and seeing how that translates into an adult life, he said, that's why I like to work on New Year's because I, I still have a bit of that terrified feeling um, translation. He feels comfortable working and avoiding, uh, he used a different word, but I'm going to use uh, fake frivolity. He said those words exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a certain, uh, uh, certain uh, forced, forced it, it's forced. It doesn't feel as meaningful to him. And, you know, as I look back in my nursing career, I, I would, I always wanted to work on the holidays because my mom had, you know, I'm without parents since I was 40s, 41, maybe. So what's that? 24 years already. And, uh, I worked so that I didn't have to be involved in the stress of making frivolity. If, does that make sense? Pretending that all is happy, happy when it's, when you are an adult orphan or mm -hmm. you have a loss tied up in the holiday season, mm -hmm. you sometimes need that break where you just get to feel the feels or not feel the feels and hide in the blanket mm -hmm. for it but not be part of, you know, the crowd and the champagne and the this and the that. Um, and it's just, um, it's just too hard. Mm -hmm. Tina, another friend of mine says exactly those people come with us, stay with us and get through the day and stay active instead of fake frivolity. Fake frivolity. Thanks, Tina. Tina is, has an amazing story. I'll let her tell it sometime, but she knows. She genuinely knows uh, the difference. Uh, yes. And it's not just losses of, of someone who died. It's uh, losses due to cancer, uh, your job, uh, income, uh, COVID, uh, like many of our listening audience might have COVID and they're just tuning in or they're hearing about it. And that's, that can be pretty darn scary and miserable. And yeah. yes, it can. And, and what about our pets? I mean, when we started the broadcast, there was Adele. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and now there's Fred, who's terrified and, uh, because of all the fake frivolity last night and the fireworks. <laughs> I was in bed and I heard, I'm like, something going on in the house because we were asleep by midnight here. Once you see Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohn, you done. don't need any. It's done. So I was listening and I heard fireworks somewhere around here. Yeah. You were you were saying about... Uh, 
well, I didn't leave enough breadcrumbs to find my way home to that statement. <laughs> it, it, it is, New Year's is laden with all kinds of stuff and, and expectations. And, you know, this year we have to be cautious because, okay, this year on the plus side, we know about COVID. It's not going to come up and catch us like right. it did in the previous year. Right. But we didn't wake up to COVID disappearing this morning. And we didn't wake up to people not dying in mass numbers this morning. And other people who were re-experiencing deaths because of all of the news media and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we are without Adele this year. This is our first full year without the Delsky. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or Gracie. Or Gracie. Mm -hmm. And we started 2020 literally on New Year's Day um, with the loss of my extra daughter's mom. Oh, Donna. that's right. So this was we. I spent part of last night kind of checking in, making sure if she needed something, I was available. Mm -hmm. She checked out and went to her blanket fort instead. <laughs> you know, I like blanket forts. Yes, I like them. However you need to escape. So I know Jill and I are saying to our listening audience, you need to escape. Do so safely. Do so right. safely. That's what I say. And make sure you come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually. Eventually, take some time out. Mm -hmm. Then go outside. We have glorious sun this morning. I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but mm -hmm. it is sunny outside. I don't know where it is by Mark. He lives a couple hours, two and a half hours away from me. Here it is. It rained and now there's ice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mark, I'm so sorry. I remember seeing this online. Mark said he lost 14-year-old uh, Mrs. Miss Kitty O. I'm so sorry, Mark. That, that Rainbow Bridge was busy this year. Way busier than it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. second freezing rain. <laughs> yeah, that's what we had. Daryl Daryl had to get a haircut at eight. He said, Oh, it was a little slick coming home. And he's only going a half a mile away. So we yeah. had super high winds last night, and then we had fireworks that were percussing the windows and still cold and windy out, but it's sunny. That's great. So that's great. If you are if you are going to your blanket fort, come out and put your head outside even for a minute and get some fresh air. Regardless of whether you are in snow and sleet and rain like Deb or out in the sun in California like we are, mm -hmm. get some fresh air and fresh oxygen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my other recommendation is when you come out, if you need to do some self-care things, have some warm liquids, not necessarily a hot toddy, with whiskey or Irish whiskey, that's coffee and whiskey. Don't ask me how I know all these things. <laughs> hot tea works. Hot tea, hot tea, some regular coffee, honey and lemon, you know, however chocolate. you need to nourish. Oh, hot chocolate. With whipped cream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after seeing Anderson Cooper, I hope he's hydrating with tea. Mm -hmm. And uh, last night, because oh, he was doing shots. And this man does not do that. No. You know, no. And he does it just that one time a year. And 
and if he hydrates, he'll be ready for next year. Thanks, Anne. Strength is what we gain from the madness we survive. Resilience, strength. Thanks, Anne. Anne's another friend of mine. I met her in Gibson City. And, uh, you know, Anne's had her share of losses, too. I love how everybody here is uh, really speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. And... And bringing their losses into share, which is how we get through mm-hmm. losses in general and holidays in particular. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and helping sort of when you're feeling down, like as in down a ladder or something, what Jill and I aim for, and I hope our listening audience, that when you can sort of identify or see that with others, Reach a hand down, a metaphorical hand if you can, like a note if you can't shake, a note, a a phone call. uh, However, reach a hand and go, I'm thinking of you. Right, some kind of nurture for their soul and their body. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Jill, but sometimes I even get overwhelmed with, all the people that have had losses. Like I even have to back off from different grief groups, me as a grief person. But what I can do, and maybe this sounds frivolous, but it's not. Just for a moment, I can go, I wish them a moment of peace or peace to all those hurting hearts mm-hmm. and I genuinely just sort of do a, a a blanket prayer for people last night I took I did a prayer of protection which I learned from the poet and unity people uh James Tillett Freeman and I also imagined uh sending light out and joining with other people around the world that are also holding light while others are going around in darkness or feeling darkness or feeling or not feeling at all. I tend to check back in and do a little bit of a benediction for everybody that I know is is hurting or is in the process of experiencing loss and and wish them that peace Mm -hmm. because there's... At some point after a loss, we all get to a point of peace with it. And I I'm hope I try to send out a little bit of a, this is coming. I know this really sucks right now, but mm-hmm. that moment will come little bits at a time. Little it'll bits come. at a time. You know, I think that's, I see this a lot. It's like, I don't know what people are expecting after they've had a huge loss, but it's almost like they think it'll go from bumpy to peace. No, no, the roadmap is is a way different experience. And when you, when you hit the bump, you, if you take that moment out and you go, what, what was that? What, what did I not finish over there that I need to get done with so that I don't do that bump again? Or, let me just interrupt the people say, why do I have to keep doing this? Go ahead. It, it happens. You keep having the bumps because there's stuff left in that relationship. There's whatever it is, whether it's regrets 
or thank yous you didn't get to say or goodbyes you didn't get to finish, especially with COVID right now. And you finish those bits, but then you also, there's a part point of, there's always gonna be something that jogs a memory. So even when you're done with the grief, you're always gonna have a, a moment where something hits and the first few years it'll hit harder and other years it'll just meld into, I'm so glad we had those moments. And that's where that piece comes in. But you're never going to be 100% not missing someone who was important to you. Exactly. Um, if For comfort, sometimes it helps to whether they're uh, uh, your pet. Because I, I, I like to say fur babies, but some people have snakes and chameleons and birds so <laughs> I, they're not furry but no one of the things I have found is what is a memory that puts a smile on your face or gives you a giggle and mm -hmm. you know my dad died when I was 14 and one of the things that always put a giggle on my face about my dad is he played harmonica and guitar badly badly very badly but i remember seeing him try and and play out red river valley or something you know that makes me feel just for a moment a connection and and the other one is when he I was really glad my dad did not treat me like a girl I mean I was using power tools when I'm eight right? nice I was and so when I remember I was like five and we had just moved into moved to the house and I got to help him nail up the picket fence in the back and paint it white and i have that memory i i also have the memory of one of our cats we called uh his name was uh runt because he was the runt of the litter but he was a big bubba of a cat and we used to use him we called him gumby cat because you could put him in any position and he would stay there you know and I would use him as a pillow. Oh. I know. Think of, think of, so when self-care is also bringing up those memories for a moment, not forever, but for mm -hmm. a moment to bring a smile and start, I am saying genuine uh, biochemistry that happens when you're smiling, mirth-filled laughter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have those moments and those ways that we can bring them back in mm -hmm. and remember the good mm -hmm. and not necessarily focus on the sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when I first met Adele, I, I know you always, and you dressed her up. Oh, of course. Of course. Tell me one of your memories of Adele. 
if you don't mind sharing. Oh my gosh, so many memories. Adele was the, the oodle that also went to work with us. Mm-hmm. And she was a rescue and had been locked in a cage her entire life until we got her as a breeder. So her, her legs were actually, her elbows and knees were fused um, in the open position. She could never bend her legs. Um, and she smiled all the time. Everybody who remembers her talks about that Adele smile. But when she ran, because she could not bend her knees or elbows, she bounced. <laughs> and people at the office, kids and parents at the office, there are dozens of videos of Adele posted around the internet because she was so cute. So kids would actually grab snacks from our snack basket when we had an open office. And they would go to the end of the hallway and show Adele because she loved um, Cheez-Its. She knew the sound of a Cheez-It wrapper. She, <laughs> even when she was asleep, she could hear the Cheez-Its being picked up and she would get up and run for them. And so the kids would hold the Cheez-Its out and she'd hoppity, 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 hop. And they would do that just to make videos of her. So yeah, oh. she, was, she was all about that. She was also scared of our Roomba because it trapped her sometimes. It would go off while I was in session and she was out wandering around and I'd find her trapped under a table. She did not like the Roomba. She was not the one riding the Roomba like some of those other very brave dogs. And uh, she could eat cake off of forks. Yeah, she was a multi-skilled little oodle doodle. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so this was a twofer, right? Because I could see how you were smiling and mm-hmm. sort of bubbling up. That's my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I am smiling at, at the, it's kind of picture, isn't it? <laughs> it's, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah. sad how it happened, but it's still pretty funny. And yeah. it's cute. I'm cute. And I think I'm grateful for memories mm-hmm. and to share memories with people of of whatever I, I something I've sort of been processing. I haven't actually done, but I have some friendships that still need some healing inside of me. So I've decided to. What are some of the great memories that I can take with me, even though that friendship isn't here anymore? What can I take with me and integrate? What do I want to remember about that person? Those are important things to do. And, and I think lots of people don't recognize that when a friendship either ends or morphs into being a circle far on the outside as opposed to an intimate friend, those are griefs that need to be addressed and recognized. Mm-hmm. And part of that is taking the good and releasing what you can of what was hurtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and and putting it in perspective and looking Mm -hmm. to see where else in your circle people have moved in recognizing that that spot's there and available now yeah 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 Yeah. certainly a lot of good self-care that we talked about even for today as Mm -hmm. we move forward into this new year and you know Let's high five ourselves, Jill. We've done this for what six months. We have. Yeah. Of course, we, when we started, we we were sort of thinking, you know, we're we're going to help people get through this. I 
I certainly didn't foresee where we'd be on January 1st. Right. In terms of this virus. Right. Um, oh, oh, it was close to 150,000, I think, back then. Right. I don't know what it is now, but it's we're closing in on 350,000. Yeah. We're losing someone every four minutes in California at this point. Yeah. And, you know, maybe for some of you out there, I, I know I have them. I I take it personally enough when people don't mask up and they don't value the importance of safety. And some of those people are my friends and some no longer are. Yeah. Because, you know, who wants to be around someone that they keep saying, this is a conspiracy theory. This is this. This is this. You know, I have a right not to wear a mask. It's not about rights. It's about showing caring and love and concern for even people you don't like. For your community. Your community your counts. And I, I totally get some people genuinely because of breathing issues cannot. I have a friend who's a very severe asthmatic and it's it's painful for her to wear a mask yeah. and when we <clears throat> when we did see each other after a while she was six something feet away I wore my mask mm -hmm. and there was no condemnation I said I get it for you take your mask off right yeah right but there are so many who are I'm now asthmatic as a result of COVID much more severely than I ever have been. I'm not in the stage where your friend is. I can wear a mask comfortably. I have to work a little harder to breathe. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. So my voice is gone too because of all the steroids. It's done damage to my vocal cords. Right. But to just callously walk around and, you know, pull the mask, you know, to pretend you're wearing a mask and then pull it down. Now, this is where having a cane comes in handy because uh -huh. I can put it behind me and back somebody up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. It's a little less steady on the front, but I can keep them away from me on the back. That's right, right. Because it's not nice, and it's, I, I don't have the time of day for, for getting even into those discussions anymore. Right, right, but right. Those, if you're not gonna share those values you just don't fit. Right. That's something that's important to me. And I think 2020, that gave people a chance, an opportunity. What do I value is the question. I value community. I don't have to like everybody in my community, but out of love and respect, I will wear this. Right. Right. And yeah. that's, I think that's what we need to take with us into this next year. Would you settle down? I know you want to be seen. Yeah. Fred oh, has no problem with needing to, to make his needs known. Do you love that? Oh, I love that. Oh. He would um, not be able to wear a mask. <laughs> no, no. Um, anything else our listening audience wants to say to us or ask a question? We'll give them a second to and just so that you know, we can only see comments really well if you're on the actual Grief and Grace Facebook page itself. 
Right. Right. That's how I'm able to pick up on Mark and Ann and Tina. If you if you have comments on other pages, we will pick up on them and comment on them after the broadcast. Right. Right. I usually share. So this is always here as are many of our other ones. Um, Our other page. I don't understand. It still gets likes and all those things. And there's nothing about it. No. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) Mark says that he loves you. Oh, love you too, Mark. Thanks for being here. Yep. So we'll have the, this will be up and then we'll be back next week. And we're going to have Deb and I are working behind the scenes to bring in a few more guests if there's someone you know that you think would make a great guest on this, please send them our way or send us a heads up. We'll be happy to include them. That'd be um, great. We can do that. We'll have an Ask a Funeral Director probably by the end of the month. And um, let's see how we can take on this first year of 2021. Mm-hmm. First week, and- of, well, let's make it good. Let's do self-care, honor our grief, and look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And snuggle your oodles if you've got them. I'll snuggle yours. Okay. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.